So the new trailer for Forbidden West was pretty cool. I'm psyched for it. Honestly, I, I said this in the in the Discord, uh, but I think it's worth saying again because this was one of my biggest criticisms about the first game. From what I saw in that trailer, they they seem to have completely fixed in Forbidden West is just the uh, the face mapping. Like it looks really good. Like it looks like they're actually talking. It doesn't look like stiff and robotic. So I'm I'm excited for that. Was it a trailer or was it like a gameplay rep? Like it was a gameplay trailer. It was a gameplay trailer. Fine. Yeah. So there was you know it wasn't 100% gameplay. There was uh or I guess it was in the yeah it, it was it was all gameplay but there were some cutscenes involved. Um, but it seemed from what I understood it seemed to be like they were just you know playing it on a console and recording it and it looked it looked really good i I was i was very impressed so yeah i i agree it looked very good i do have questions about if they intentionally reduced the amount of ui i noticed that too cinematic presentation i i don't i don't think there was a health bar anywhere and the enemies didn't have any health bars either and i'm like is this going to be the default setting? Well, I know that I know that was an optional setting in the first game, but that wasn't the default setting. So I'd have to watch it again to be 100% certain about this. But what I thought I noticed was that there was some some sort of UI. I think it was a health bar. I don't remember specifically. But something popped up when there was a fight. So I wonder if they just made it so that when you weren't actively fighting, there's less on your screen. Or maybe, like you said, you know, that's just a setting for this particular presentation so that you can focus on the visuals. Right. I saw two bars that I can remember in the bottom right. I didn't mm-hmm. see any bars over enemies at all yeah. um, that I remember. But I saw there was two bars in the bottom right. There was the purple one on the bottom. And the purple one was like a special meter that's new. It's the the more, I think it was the more damage she was doing, the more that would fill up. And then she got some kind of alt mm-hmm. when it when it filled up, uh, which was which was pretty awesome. And you get a cool like, uh, like cutscene when... She executes that. And then there was a smaller bar on top that was orange that, as far as I remembered, never changed. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the health bar and the and the demo player was, like, using an unlimited health cheat um, because she took debt. You know, I actually I said that halfway through watching it. I was I was watching it with Maria and I was like, man, there's no damage run is pretty crazy. And then she's like, well, you know, she did get thrown on the ground by the yeah. big guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she did. So she should have taken damage. And that wasn't recorded anywhere. So, yeah, they're, at, at the very least, I think they're doing some stuff with it to make it more cinematic. That's not going to be exactly representative. Or maybe the health bar is just not done yet. Maybe yeah, it's just that not done. Could also be. And they don't want to show it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like some sort of placeholder, but it's like a color that nobody can agree upon. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, either way, I'm not mad about it. Like, I wouldn't, you know, if it's not done, it's not done. You know, the game's not done. So, you know, stuff's not going to be ready. But, uh, or if they just got rid of it to make it look better, I'm not mad about it. I'm going to buy this. Like, the UI is not going to determine whether or not I get this game. What I, what I want to see is, like, the environment sure. and, you know, the... I'm so I'm so stuck on the on the faces like they're just infinitely better. That was the worst part of the first game, and I'm so glad they fixed it. <laughs> um, but like it, you know, the the UI is not going to be a big factor for me in terms of am I getting this game? In fact, there are no factors. I'm getting this game. But right. um, <laughs> so like I'm not I'm not mad about it. Like it's if that's what they did that you know I I actually kind of appreciate it because they put they clearly put a lot of work into this environment, and you know they deserve to show it off, and it looks really good. 
yeah, I'm not, I, you know, this is not something I'm upset about or going to influence my buying the game or not. It's just, uh, just, uh, th- things I feel like I'm noticing that I'm, you know, that they didn't address. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I wasn't supposed to notice this or, uh, I, I can or, say uh, I didn't notice most of that. I did, I did notice the lack of UI in general. I didn't notice like the no health bar on the enemies and things like that. I just, I was just like, oh, I, I remember something popped up in the bottom right corner, I think it was. And I was like, oh, that's the first yeah. time I've seen anything like this. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't notice any other sort of like gauges or bars anywhere else before this. And that that sort of clued me in. But I didn't watch the whole thing thinking like, oh, where's the health bar? That's weird. To be honest, I think I'm biased because when I watch a gameplay trailer like this for an upcoming game, the UI is what I focus on possibly the most. Interesting. Because unlike cinematic because in cinematic trailers you don't get that yeah you get all the sense of like the visuals and maybe even what the gameplay looks like and or at least what the cutscenes and the animations look like things like that but only in gameplay trailers do you get to see the ui Hmm. uh and i you know i think that you know i find that uh design especially interesting also i think probably the last thing i have to say on that is the um uh, the the reticle looked really good. It was really similar to the previous game, but different in a number of ways. There was a lot more size variation happening. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with the dual sense mm-hmm. with this game, uh, because uh, you know, I I got a taste of this when I was playing Returnal, which I was enjoying quite a lot, and they uh, it uses the variable triggers so that you can switch weapon types by doing different pulls on the left trigger uh so like that was that was an interesting way of interacting with the shooting game that i never really had before and i wonder if they're doing anything like that with this because the reticle was like really like it was changing sizes a lot and then it was like focusing in and doing all this kind of stuff and you know you could do a little bit of that in the old game there were certain weapons that could um you know you folk you aim them long enough and then the the damage increased and the reticle changed to indicate that and that was pretty cool but i wonder if that's going to be any more with this oh also workbenches they actually <laughs> mentioned workbenches in this game so upgrading weapons is going to be a thing which uh was i mean there was a way of doing that with the uh with with the upgrade coils um but i think this is going to be more like you know collecting like traditional like collecting mm-hmm. materials and assembling stuff which i i also think I have is going to be pretty interesting i have a feeling that they are going to have to do something with the you know the the different weight of the presses and things like that on the controller because the one thing that did pop out to me just speaking on ui was when the when the wheel popped up you know, like the, the 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 weapon select wheel yeah yeah one glimpse of it there was so much on there like there there were a lot of weapons and like yeah. the I feel like they have to do something with the controller to make that even like slightly manageable. Yeah, because well, that flaming javelins, dude. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was, was exciting. A, there was a lot going on. <laughs> there was some cool stuff. I'm yeah. psyched for the swimming. That's pretty cool too. The swimming looked awesome. The underwater areas looked f- amazing. Uh, and so, one thing I really wanted to highlight though is that Alex, while you were playing this game at multiple times, I think you said, "Man." What this game really needs is a paraglider. It <laughs> sounds and like something the, I'd say. And in the new game, she gets a paraglider and a hook shot. <laughs> oh, what a rip so, off. Traversal should be very fun. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more movement. There there was one moment specifically, I think near the beginning of the tra- of the trailer where she was following a path and then all of a sudden just like didn't anymore and like took a left and went swimming and that really struck me because 
it made it made it feel like the game was a lot more open world than the first game was where like you really truly yeah. could go anywhere um and you didn't have to stick to like predetermined paths and things like that 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 was really cool and i also love the ability to just like climb trees now like that's that's neat yeah like when she did the highlight of the surroundings and there were just climbable surfaces everywhere yeah. <laughs> um not just you know exactly where they were uh you know, plays for a specific purpose, like in the previous game. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. The destructible environments mm -hmm. looked really cool, like when she was in the boss fight. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of good stuff. I will say the one, I don't think criticism is the right word. Like, the, the one thing I saw that I can tell I'm going to be annoyed about, just because I'm annoyed about this in every single game, but that that does this at least. Um, but I also don't have a good workaround. Um What's the word we we spoke about this a while back? Uh, Ludo narrative dissonance is what I'm thinking of. Um, where Ooh, throwback, right? Where um, I don't know if the, if I'm if that's the right phrase to describe this, but what I'm thinking about is when a character has all this equipment they're carrying, and they go swimming, and not only can they swim just fine, they come out and their equipment is totally okay. Um, right. Like that, it's it's not a it's not specific to Horizon. It's not sp specific to Forbidden West. It's not specific to any specific game. It's it comes up all the time, and it's just something that always draws me out of the story. Like immediately, I'm like that. Just that shouldn't be. Um, but that's that's like the only minor thing I saw I, that bugged me in this trailer. Everything else was awesome. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. Ludo narrative dissonance is the phrase you want depending on how broadly you define that because i think more specifically ludo narrative dissonance uh is looking at the information that the player knows versus what the character knows mm -hmm. and if that's different or conflicting in any way that's oh, okay. where the dissonance would come from uh you're strictly talking about realism yeah okay so maybe yeah that's not the right phrase then i i misunderstood the, what that meant but then. But but to your credit, ludo narrative distance dissonance just means game story problems. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like that's really how you would uh, define that. So you could loosely translate it to include that. Um, but yeah, th that's that's definitely a realism thing, and I think doesn't really speak to why people use that phrase. Um, but I I I wonder, Dan, and I feel like I feel like you're gonna agree with me on this. Do you do you really want a game where you have to worry about the state <laughs> of your weapons every time you like dip a toe or maybe it's less than a toe? <laughs> like how much do you actually want this like besides the realism, how much do you actually want to be futzing with this? Like yeah, I this know. is why this it's, is why I don't like weapons that break. This is yeah, why I don't like all those Nintendo games. It's something I've struggled <laughs> with in Nintendo game. <laughs> Animal I count it, Animal Crossing too. Man, when those tools break, oh, that's the worst. Just slows me down. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I said I don't have a solution to this because I understand that, that like, you know, in some games the, there's a real need to swim. And in some games, while there might not be a need, it definitely adds to it, the ability to swim. But um, it just, yeah, it just bugs me. I'm like, I, <laughs> I, it, it's, it takes me out of the game. I'm like, you know, I this shouldn't be possible based on what I know about this world. Wait, wait, hold on. Um, what should it be possible? Like, what actually is wrong if, like, a sword gets wet? Like, I'm what not, actually? I'm not. I'm not actually thinking about swords. I'm thinking about specifically in this game. I'm thinking about bow and arrows, 
Um, okay. Where, oh, okay. Okay. Where that would be a very mm. difficult thing to go for a swim and then immediately take a, an arrow out of your quiver that, that was just underwater and shoot it with accuracy. Is it though? I don't, I don't actually know. I don't really know the answer to that question. Uh, from what I understand about arrows, yes. Now I don't. I'm not an archer. I don't. I don't do this ever. But like, from, right? I, I believe right, I it would. <laughs> I, I'm no professional, but the water would make the arrow heavier, so it wouldn't. Uh, you know, it wouldn't behave the same way. No, no, it flies through the air and dries off yeah, mid flight. So <laughs> right, immediately. That's immediately, how that works. it just bounces out. That's how that. Works. I'm pretty sure that's the science of it. But yeah, Alex, I'm not. I I, I don't think what i'm saying is that i want a game where this is an issue but i do want a game that doesn't make me think about this problem right because that's the source of the problem is that it's on your mind yeah and like i I don't know what the solution is like if you want swimming in your game how do you make this work i I don't know um there's no good answer to this which is why i'm sure that no game has come up with a good answer for this like Either you leave your equipment behind and don't get it wet or you don't go swimming. I think the issue here is that swimming in real life is uh, incredibly hard, incredibly physically demanding and very slow <laughs> and, uh, and, and very difficult to do with any kind of cargo on you. And I think realistic swimming in video games is just not fun. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is like, like yeah. you know, maybe there are ways to make it more realistic, but it would come at the price of fun. And that, that's why I say I don't think I want a game that makes it realistic, but I, I do wish there was a way that made me made it work without making me think about why it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting thought because there's there's all there, there's hundreds of lines that every game like the you know, every action adventure game or open world game has to draw about, you know, what what are we going to do for the sake of fun versus for the sake of realism Mm -hmm. i mean there's you know there's there's magic technology in this game which is not necessarily realistic but it it sure is fun (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know how much magic is in that game it's all it's all pretty much tech like actual tech it's just you know futuristic tech by our standards have you tried looking up an answer to this question dan not even once so i wonder (laughs) because let's just thought experiment for a second here what if there is an answer in the game? What if there is a description when you go to someone who is crafting arrows, like carving them by wood? What if he treats them mm. and they're coated in some kind of material and that's just standard arrow practice, but it's only talked about in like one NPC conversation in one town? I'd be fine with that. That would be, that would be enough for me. But you, don't, even... but you still don't know it yet. What do you mean? So I, I guess I guess I'm trying to figure out uh, at which point should the outrage <laughs> factor into the conversation because you notice the problem like noted, but then there is a solution and you haven't looked up the problem yet. So the outrage should only factor in until after you've gone and looked for a, looked for a solution. Firstly, I'd like to clarify that I said this bugs me, not that I'm outraged. No, no, no. outrage is a great <laughs> word to describe this. I think I nailed it. Um, no, I mean, I think like like the beginning of any good video game where they, they teach you about the world um, even a little bit. Uh, mm. This if for such For something so inconsequential, I understand that in some video games that 
you know, they withhold information about the world because that's part of the game is learning about it. But for something as sure. inconsequential as that, where they put it in because they knew there were going to be people like me who were like, why does this arrow still work properly after I go swimming? <laughs> that should be right at the beginning, I think. Oh, it should be right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. If, if that's the only reason, if they literally put in one NPC in one town to talk about this to, to make people like me not be annoyed throughout the game that it should be right at the beginning if there's a if there's a greater reason for why they treat these arrows these specific ways and things like that like you know it can be later in the game if it needs to be but if it's literally just for idiots like me like yeah right at the beginning well i hope that it's still early enough in the game's development process that the developers for horizon can both listen to <laughs> this episode and then implement right. the suggestion in right. their upcoming game that's supposed to be coming out this year yeah you know, I, it, it, it's too late for some other games, but you know, Forbidden West, you, you <laughs> we can, can do it. save Horizon. I've I've been I've been seething while playing Bio Mutant for the last week, but oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to you that. Yeah, I'm excited for the tutorial of this game because oh, me too. I really I really loved the tutorial of the first game, and uh, they I thought they did something nice and creative with it, and uh, I wonder if they're gonna do the same thing with this one. I I I don't know. I mean. Knowing them, I hope so. It seems like they would, but I also can't think of what that would be. Like, they can't do another flashback because it would just be the same thing because it's the same character. Um, right. Oh, yes, they can. They could They could do it. Like, if we got more airtime uh, with whatever uh, her father character, whatever his name is, Biff or something, Lost. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> to have like more story time with like maybe maybe the maybe the later years like maybe the not the adolescent years but the teenage years that would, I I think I would be invested in that if it meant getting more uh, airtime with uh daddy daddy Aloy Ross R yeah well <laughs> yeah but th that doesn't make sense though because the the whole reason it worked the first time is because it flashed back to when she was a child and she was learning these essential skills for the game but, like, if we flash back to when she was, like, you know, a teenager, she already knows those skills. We already did the child flashback, so why would we be learning them again? So, I don't know. It's, you know, I wonder if... Right. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll do another flashback where we're still learning them again, or maybe... I, I feel like that's probably not what they're going to do, though. I, I don't... I'd be surprised if we got a, a flashback again. Right. To be clear, I have no expectation that they'll do, like, the flashback to childhood thing specifically again, but I thought they just had a great idea and mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I'm trying to think of a better word, but workflow for the uh, yeah. for the trailer for the first game. And I wonder if they're going to do something that's um, just as uh, fun and interesting and creative. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to live up to. I mean, I have I have no qualms about saying that in my mind, that is probably the single best tutorial I've ever played. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's it's really good. And in terms of like how it ties itself into the story it's not it doesn't feel like just going through the motions mm, yeah. because i have to like yeah. it, it, it that's a lot to live up to yeah i mean i i put it up there with the tutorial for the last of us which is pretty high praise for mm -hmm. me <laughs> well there's you do still have to justify aloy has learned since the first game from what it sounds like i didn't watch the gameplay trailer but she has since learned how to swim underwater she has learned to climb trees, it sounds like. So it's out. there's a couple of things that she does have to learn, or maybe she should have known in the first game. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, are they going to retcon that and be like, oh, yeah, she always knew how to climb trees. There you go. 
So, like, because so it seems right. seems really weird that you know she didn't know how to climb trees. I, I I will say I have to watch the trailer again, I guess, because I I just watched it this morning and I don't remember a part where she fl- she climbs a tree specifically. But uh, um, it, the it's when she does the focus and all those handholds show up. There there's a couple with a tree. There's a couple right. With a tree. So so she's using she's using the focus to find like grab points. Mm-hmm. Like the the commonality between these new things is they're all tech related. Yeah. The swimming underwater is because she has this like futuristic scuba mask that um mm, I you know, she that. can use to stay underwater for longer periods of time it wasn't clear in the trailer i think they, the 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 developers talking about it just like said it once or twice mm-hmm. and i've just seen like um you know other things that that more prominently show the mask um so like there's and and like the the things with the i forget what they call them but like the hook shot and the paraglider and like there are these new skills but they're all related to new pieces of tech so that's i feel like easily explainable by you know, at least flashing back to when she first gets this tech or or maybe that stuff is acquired like as you play the beginning of the game. That would also be a fun. thing. Yeah, to do. I have nothing to base this off of other than just like how I read what was happening in that trailer. But that didn't feel like the beginning of the game to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Makes- so I have a f- I, I, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for her to find all of those things before that point in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be a little surprised if they just did gameplay trailer of what is the very beginning of the game. I feel like that's I feel like that's not the most exciting thing to show off. Like you'll get the beginning of the game later. Like that's mm-hmm. sort of your first introduction when you buy the game. You don't want that spoiled right away. Yeah. Feel like th- feel like that's not the approach that they would use. Yeah, this this felt a lot like mid-game content to me, like where you have most of your weapons and you're fighting some pretty impressive bad guys, but also you're not at the ending and spoiling that. Now, if only I can fight a long neck, then I'll have everything <laughs> I want. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 new machines looked looked pretty cool. They yeah. had enhanced animations. They had these really cool and uh, complex um, character model designs. That was cool to see. But the thing that I want to ask, because I came into today's recording, I have one question and one question alone <laughs> and nothing else is as important to me as how much tony enjoyed original pokemon <laughs> snap it's the best pokemon game ever made <laughs> <laughs> what that's it drops mike walks away that's, that's all you'd a- say <laughs> <laughs> so let's zoom out let's paint let's Let's get into the mood. Let's paint a picture <laughs> and understand what happened to culminate in an event Come that included me. Tony <laughs> playing this game for four hours. Uh, Tony and I saw each other live in person at Pixel Noise Studios in <laughs> Grand uh, Old My uh, Apartment, and we had a stream together, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> And that included that, was a lot of that cl- included a ton of uh, Nintendo 64 multiplayer games, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we played Mario Kart, right. Diddy Kong Racing, Goldeneye, and Bomberman. That was the last one. Got there. Uh, but then, but then, but then Tony, then Tony stayed another day, <laughs> and I couldn't be there, so Tony had to stream from my computer, which was weird. And we he had a different library of games to choose from, so we so. So we picked a few Nintendo 64 games that we thought might be fun uh, for Tony to try, and maybe he'll uh, play a bunch. 
And it's, it was around seven o'clock that we started, and I had to leave. And he started playing. He started with Pokemon Snap, and I had to go do a gig. And my gig ran very late, and I was very tired. And there was a lot. There's a lot of drama and stuff with that that I'm just gonna completely skip over, because when I got back four hours later, four hours later, <laughs> Tony was. St- Still playing Pokemon <laughs> Snap, and I couldn't believe it. He had he was playing he was playing on the last map minus the secret map, but he got <laughs> to the final map of the game. So I, that's it. There's there's your table. I set the table. Now eat <laughs> from this luscious feast of Pokemon Snap and Pixel Noise, everyone. The game knows exactly what it is and what it's doing. And I have been, I guess I'll, des- I'll describe it as academically interested in people's obsession with Pokemon for a very long time. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah, they're, they're cute. <laughs> they're cartoony. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of specific knowledge. So it also like attracts um, people who want to be, you know, who want to be nerdy about something, who want to like learn a lot of facts about these, uh, this thing within a specific domain. But, and I mean, I guess this game doesn't provide much of that aspect, but it really does capitalize on what's immediately apparent when you when you see a Pokemon. A, a majority of the time, the uninitiated they they see a Pokemon. And they're like, oh, that's a that's that's an adorable little creature. And what what's what's the best thing uh, that that you can do when you see uh, an an adorable little creature from afar is to try to get a good picture of it. <laughs> and that's what and that's what this game does, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really know where to start uh, talking about this, but I think this game just just does a lot of things right. Um, so I've I've a and question. I, don't, I think I can help yes. figure out where to start. Why do you, why do you like original Pokemon Snap, but you you said you don't particularly enjoy new Pokemon Snap? So I haven't yet played the new Pokemon Snap. It was lent to me. This is this is all my fault. I do have. It. Oh, am I shelf. misremembering? Was it Alex who was playing it? That's Alex the one. was playing it. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. That's why I was confused at first. But from what I understand, I can speak. You know, I can armchair quarterback this a little bit. Not not that we ever do that on the show. <laughs> never, never. But uh <laughs> but I can say that at least understanding the basic concept of it's it's the same basic concept. It's the same kind of Disney ride on rails kind of thing. Uh I still having played through, you know, almost all of the first game, I still stand by my expectations for what I would want the second game to be, which in the last episode I said I really want this to be an open world exploration game. We have mm-hmm. we have the technology, we have the established uh, uh, gameplay norms uh, in the in the medium, and we we have everything we need to make the ultimate ascended version of this experience, uh, which would be the, which would be the the open world's uh, free exploration um, Pokemon uh, photography game, the on rail safari thing was fun for an N64 game because I'm, you know, I I have I have a pretty good understanding of what the limitations of what could be done in 3D space on that console were. Um 
and I enjoyed I enjoyed this game. I think even perhaps in some ways even more so than other 3D platformers or 3D adventure games I played from the N64. Uh, because I think this on-rails thing just uses the console better. I think it uses the available technology better um, and sort of, uh, you know, st stays in its lane uh, in, in a way that I find very satisfying. Like, it does something very simple and it does it very well. That makes sense. So so for you, it's, and, and you know, I'm reframing in my mind now that I realize I had the wrong person who played new Pokemon Snap. But um, for you, it's more about, like you have a greater appreciation for the original because it used the console in a way that you feel is better than the new one does. Right. Got yeah. It. I that, feel like there's a sense. lot of there's a lot of potential for this idea and evolution of this idea that's that's left on the table by evolution, just simply it. doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is not an original idea, but. This, but but the original Pokemon Snap is a great introduction to the world of Pokemon because there's a fun and a joyfulness that a player can experience without having to do the homework, without having to have prerequisite knowledge. You know, I know next to nothing about the. You know, I I I mean, I've been around them enough that I probably know more than like the average. American <laughs> about Pokemon, maybe like if you like take you literally everyone, you can recognize Pikachu and maybe like four others instead of just right. Pikachu. Like, <laughs> like if you include infants, like on average, <laughs> I probably know more. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I like I sort of understand some of the basics of that. You know, like the main games, they're an RPG, and there's these, you know, there's these these different triangles and these different uh, mechanics, and this beats that, but is you know, but is beaten by this, and there's like, you know, there's there's all that, um, you know, strategy to it. But in this game, in this game, you don't have to worry about any of that because you're given a very simple tool, you're given a very simple task. Uh, one that does require some skill because it's not easy uh, all the time and it's not uh, intuitive <laughs> a lot of the time uh, what's going to get a good score. So there's this whole, you know, there's a whole aspect of the game of, you know, you're not going in there to take good photos. You're going in there to try <laughs> to that again. learn through <laughs> learn through trial and error what this guy thinks is a good photo, which so, in a lot of respects is not a good photo, so, which so we talked about that, last episode. <laughs> is that skill then? Is that, are we going to call that skill? Well, no, that's uh, learning. Learning the criteria is not the skill. Um, but, you know, going out into the level and executing it is the is the skill you know aiming in mm -hmm. the right way pulling the shutter at just the right time um uh you know anticipating the movements like again it makes sense that it makes perfect sense that this thing is on rails and that you're seeing the same level every time because there's certain things that you can only get if you can anticipate them happening so you're rewarded for learning the level and for uh, going through and, um, you know, learning what's going to happen next. But additionally, it's even more satisfying because it changes. Mm -hmm. It changes in little ways the more that the, the more times that you go in and do it. It's not it's mostly the same, but it's not exactly the same. And so you're always looking for something new that's that's going to be different. And that's so why. this is why I want the, this open world Pokemon Snap that you keep talking about, because a as a photographer, 
I and and as somebody who we've established really appreciates realism in their games, uh, <laughs> photographers don't get the luxury of going and doing the same thing over and over again. They might do similar things, like maybe I go and shoot a a, a wedding one weekend, another wedding the next weekend, and it's they're both weddings, but like different things are gonna happen. So I would right. love to see this open world setting where, you know, Pokemon are powered by AI instead of by, you know, just pre-programmed motions. Um, because for me, if I'm playing a photography game, I I want that. That's what makes it hard is I want to be able to miss something amazing. Like if I'm if I'm shooting a right. concert and the lead singer jumps and I don't know that's coming, I I have to be really quick on my on my shutter to 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 capture him in the air versus like if i miss it it's gone forever sucks to suck i'll catch him the next time they're in town like that that's what i want in my photography game and, and maybe that's just me like wanting a more realistic game i i, I mean it, that's definitely what it is but like maybe that's just because i'm a photographer i don't know but that that's that's a game i would really enjoy Right, that kind of mechanic would really make the again the new version of this game appeal to me and adults. Uh, you know, like that 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 kind of um, balance and and level of realism I would find interesting and engaging. Um, there's, you know, there's there, there's a lot of ways in which you know, and, and the original game is it's short. I was you know mm -hmm. I almost finished it in a stream. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there's a lot of ways that there can be. Uh, length and um, breadth and depth added to this uh, fundamentally uh, good idea because it's I, I guess it's just with the original game I I found it really satisfying when I landed the shot yeah <laughs> you know and that's and that's kind of the that's kind of the core thing that holds the game together um, it just you know it just it just worked out for me and I didn't, and it's it's a great introduction to this world because I don't have to know everything I need to know to uh, progress in the game and get good at the game is within the game itself. There's no, uh, you know, for there's pretty much no intimidating large outer universe that you have to understand to uh, really feel like you're getting everything out of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why I want more realism in the photography aspect of it. Because, like, you know, I with with like a standard Pokemon game where you know, like, you're going to fight gym leaders and stuff like that. Like, there's a, like you say, there's a, there's some background knowledge that might be needed. Um, you can get through without, but it's easier if you have that background knowledge. But like with this game, you need to know nothing. And not only do you need to know nothing, I would argue the amount of things you know decrease as you learn bad photography skills. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like I would like the the realism so that way at least like, you know, you're 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 getting better at an actual artistic skill. Uh like that would be that would be interesting to me in a game like this. But then you have to quantify this art and what makes it objectively better. Which is which is doable to an extent. You know, I'm going to be the first person to refuse to go to a modern art museum. So, like, you know, there's always going to be art that, like, <laughs> that, that, you know, people are going to say is amazing. And I'll just be like, I don't get. But, but from what I've learned in photography uh, and what I've heard from artists in other mediums is, like, you know, there there are sets of established rules and yeah, you can break those rules and create amazing art, but like the, you should probably know these basic rules first before you go and try and break them. 
um and not necessarily you know there's always there's always caveats and things like that but 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 it's helpful and there are programs that do this already there there are programs out there where that that will help you to call an entire uh gallery of wedding images by selecting the ones that it thinks is good um and is it perfect no but is it pretty good yeah it it does it does decent work um that's so, insane actually i've right? never heard of such a thing <laughs> yeah it's 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 fairly it's fairly new tech it's not not been around for a while but i um but it's it's like two or three years old now um and 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 i don't know if it was even the first one the one that i know of there may have been some before it but uh if if you know some random programmers can do it like nintendo can absolutely do this yeah one of my favorite new features of ios is if you use the new widgets on your home screen and you put the photos widget on your home screen and you have a large library of photos the Apple uses AI to go through the photos and select ones that the AI thinks are, you know, some of the better photos mm -hmm. and it'll surface them and put them in the widget and put them on the home screen. And the hit rate for good photos from my big photo library showing up is very high. And I find it very satisfying. Yeah. That's sort of what I'm talking about where, uh, you know, they, they're, they're pretty good at this. Like, you know, it's not always going to be perfect, but, the, but they're pretty good. And the other thing that Apple does with this, and, um, I don't know if you've caught this part, but the, the photos are to use, not my favorite word, but like they're centered pretty well. Like not to say the subject is always in the center, but like, they're not cutting people's heads off, you know, like right. they, they, they make the photo fit they're into the framed. Yeah. They're framed. Well, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah um professional photographer um and <laughs> uh or composed well yeah i i like framed better because like they, they you compose them when you took the photo um but like apple's fitting it into the frame um but like if we can if apple can do all oh. this yeah so you see what i'm you see now i get what you mean yeah, yeah so, you're talking about like when it when it shows the crop thumbnail in the thing it yeah okay, right fine. in the i widget, thought you were yeah. talking about selecting the photo but yeah that's also right that's also an interesting part of it yeah so like you know if all this is possible pokemon snap nintendo can can find a way to to get some <laughs> basic ai that like has at least like a an 80 percent hit rate on is this a good photo yeah, all of all of these things would make uh, the the new iteration of this idea fascinating. But as we've spoken about, Nintendo doesn't have any interest in innovation anymore. Ah, uh, they just you know, <laughs> there's 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 no motivation. I mm -hmm. mean, they 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 have motivation to innovate on their hardware, and they did. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's 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 leaks for yet another Switch coming out. Uh, yeah, I'll is, I'll, I'll <laughs> walk that back a little. No inno no interest in innovating on their software. Right. Yeah. But but yeah. But but they have no they they have no motivation to uh, to uh, to innovate on their software, unfortunately. Uh, but the original game, pretty good. Best right? Pokemon game ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun, and I can say that at least subjectively because I had more fun playing that game than I've had playing any other Pokemon game, and I've tried a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna try the new Diamond and Pearl versions coming out? Uh, probably not. Is, I mean, is <laughs> is anyone gonna try those? Like, who nope. played Gen if, Four? If if somebody like put it in my hands in front of me and said, you know, try this uh, for a stream, then sure, I would try. It. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try anything twice. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna be buying them. I made the mistake of buying uh, Pokemon Shield, and I was like, oh man, this is just not. Yeah. Oh, not buying it. Oh, I don't remember that part of the story. Oh crap. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I did. I, I bought it. I you know eventually sold it. I don't have it anymore, but nice. I tried. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna play those. <laughs> there is not a Pokemon game I think that has crossed my radar in such a long time. And despite that, I I think I actually I th- I think I remember talking about this on the last episode. Uh, despite that, I will buy that next Pokemon Legends game. The uh, their open world game that they're coming oh, out with, like it's yeah, I'm gonna definitely happen. gonna play that. But I feel bad doing saying that. Like I feel awful admitting that. I mean, I feel like the last few times we've talked about Pokemon on the show, that we keep coming back to just give us an open world game. Um, and you know, granted, we're talking about Pokemon Snap, which is different, but I, I think that stands right. Like it, I if it's it's a new thing like I literally just finished saying they don't iterate on their software but here they are iterating on their software um and improving it um and I got to try it like if it sucks it sucks and you know I won't play it but I got to try it and the thing about the you know a new snap being an open world game is Yes, I, I understand that what we're asking for is in, so much more expensive than what they did. Mm-hmm. I I totally understand that. No. Um, but it pay, my argument to that is that it pays dividends because Pokemon Snap is their best shot, in my opinion, of bringing people into the fold, into the genre, and making new Pokemon fans that are going to go buy toys, go buy all the other games that are going to buy future consoles, things like that. Because I think it, the, the Snap games have to be the best introduction to Pokemon. So much better, <laughs> I think, than the main games. Because there's so much more immediate satisfaction. There's instant gratification. I think you say that as somebody who doesn't like Pokemon. Um, Because I I am going to disagree with that. If their goal is to bring in new fans to the Pokemon series and get like lifelong Pokemon fans, I don't think Pokemon Snap is the way to do that. Um, I think Pokemon Snap is a cool game and I like it. Um, Especially the older one. But uh, yeah, I think that, you know... People are going to be brought into the new Pokemon games at this point, I think, by word of mouth and nothing else. Like, their their friends are going to be playing the Pokemon game, and so they're going to play the Pokemon game, and, it, and it's going to spread that way. I don't, I don't think that there are many people coming to Pokemon for the first time, and their first, their only experience is picking up a game and playing it by themselves. Well, maybe this is speaking to my bias and what I enjoy in games as mm-hmm. I think about it more, because... I find the characters of a game to be a much more a much stronger attracting force than the mechanics of a game personally. And I found the Snap game to be a great way to start to fall in love with these adorable characters mm-hmm. uh that I, you know, didn't get any kind of um you know, I I didn't get that kind of connection in the in the main series games that I tried. And I I think that that's very important. Maybe that's just not important to a lot of other people or maybe it's just not important to a lot of people who wind up enjoying Pokemon games uh because which is kind of a self-fulfilling thing because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a chicken and egg thing at that point. Yeah, I mean yeah, I I think that's not the point of Pokemon games for sure. And and I would say that, you know, I as somebody who who at least used to like Pokemon a lot and and still wants to like it even if I don't. Um it that's not important to me in games as much 
I shouldn't say it's not important. Like, I do want to like the characters. I do want to care about the characters, but that's not what I care about the most. I definitely am somebody who's like mechanics first because there are certain types of mechanics I like and certain types of games I like to play. And then if the characters are good and the, and the story is good, that elevates it to the next level for me. But I can't get into a game no matter how good the characters are if the mechanics aren't the type of game I like to play. Like, I just loved going through the the Snap world and seeing all the different behaviors and mannerisms mm-hmm. of the different Pokemon in their natural environments. Like, oh, absolutely. That was, just, that was just awesome. And you don't get that in the in the main games. I'm going to I just want to chime in here because I'm thinking about, you know, what got me into the original games. We're talking about what makes a person into a Pokemon fan. And one of the big differences between modern main series Pokemon games and the first ones uh, is how the games affect the difficulty, I guess. Uh, just right, right from the get-go, introducing you to the game. Because, uh, Tony, as you mentioned, one of the big barriers is learning about the game and the different types. And in the original game, you get thrown into the fire, so to speak, by having uh, a gym leader who uses Pokemon you haven't seen before, uh, which have a type that you haven't been introduced to before. And depending on your choice in the beginning of the game, you will either be very effective against them or more likely (laughs) not very effective against them. Talk about not understanding the consequences of your choice. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the game that, you know, set Pokemon on its trajectory to be Nintendo's biggest brand, even bigger than Mario. And the modern games have removed that one particular feature from their games where they will hand you on a silver platter the game with the exact right type to beat the first gym leader who doesn't have a consistent pokemon base uh just whatever is uh stronger we compared to what you have like it's it's more it's less realistic but it's more amenable to like uh tutorial i guess for a game up to and including the first gym leader uh, and that was one of the things that I hated about the new <laughs> games was when I got handed a Pokemon that was stronger. And I was like, oh, well, all right. Thank you for holding my hands and not giving me a chance to even play. the Like, like I felt like I wasn't playing the game. It's like I was being told how to play by someone else. Yeah. I mean, um, I, so think, I had a very negative experience. I think we have to also remember that these are children's games. Um, and I, I would I would bet a lot of money that one of the biggest complaints about the first, at least the first generation, probably more than that, was how hard the first gym leader was if you chose the wrong type. Like, it, I bet you if they had focus groups of, like, you know, eight-year-olds or five-year-olds or whatever it was, like, you know, that they'd be like, I chose Charmander and Brock beat me and I couldn't win and I just got frustrated. And they probably were just seeking to eliminate that because the, I, I'm sure that that influenced how likely someone was to complete the game. Two things on this is one, you know, we're comparing these newer games made in a very different time to these older games. And this is something that, you know, this is a complaint born about out of a comparison um, that, you know, this is this is not the way that uh, that that this uh, that that it used to be or that this other game did it this way. Um, when it is 
I would argue, better tutorializing, or at least more modern style tutorializing, to put the player at for, at the very beginning in a situation in which they'll be successful so that they can understand how the mechanics of, you know, how they can use the game and how they can interact with the game because it, it is at, for, you know, at, at its larger, at largest picture, an interactive form of entertainment. Um, so let's give the player tools to interact with the game and then, and, you know, and show them the basic rules and then let them start bending them and breaking them and doing things that are, you know, going to get them into situations where they're going to lose and have actual consequence. It's like a more modern way of bringing players into games. And so that's just a more modern expectation. And I think it just seems particularly egregious because we're comparing it to these other games that were, you know, I think just made in a very different time. I think that's true. And obviously I have a ton of bias here as far as my complaints about that. But I think, but when I think about tutorials that I like, you know, the difference between, you know, the tutorials that I would call good tutorials and what the modern Pokemon games have tried to do is the game didn't give you the tools to find the answer. It gave you the answer as opposed to like teaching you how to play and then letting you figure it out on your own is the difference here which is why the first uh older games were kind of interesting because you had this uh problem to solve and the solution to the problem it's not really a puzzle there's a lot of solutions including uh grinding or just using a lot of potions and it might take time but it actually isn't even a difficult puzzle to solve so i don't know how much it actually would affect uh your ability to quote solve the puzzle initially right uh, but again i can't really remove my bias from this you know compare like as you're saying just comparing it to what i grew up with uh to what they're doing now right and as you say the teaching you how to play and figuring it out on your own as you just said those can have some overlap but those are pretty different things and i think often oppositional things uh you can you you can you can teach somebody how to play a game or you can just give them the tools of the game and say, figure this out on your own. And there's lots of gray area. There's lots of gradation between that. But uh, it, it's it's a balance for sure. Like how much how much showing and telling versus just giving tools and experimenting is, is appropriate for tutorializing. And they've definitely swung in the opposite direction from what they used to do. And I guess my only point is that that's not unique to this game, that I, I think all right. video games have swung in that direction. And people are going to react to it differently. I, I do want to say I think that the original games did manage to teach players how to play without, like, coddling them. Um, it just is a certain type of person who may, may, may or may not react well to that. But, like, you know, by choosing Charmander and going and, like, dying immediately in the first gym... That taught me, oh, I don't want to avoid these wild battles. I actually need to go out and catch Pokemon. Um, and like I need to I need to fight these trainers on the road so I can level up and stuff like that. Uh it, like if you choose Bulbasaur, it's gonna be a lot easier and you might not get that that memo. Um, which is I think probably what's happening with these newer games, you know, is like kids are having an easier time of it and i wonder how much exploring they're doing i don't know i don't have it. it's it's just a it's just a guess right if that's the appeal of it even yeah i don't know and and you know it's it's also a different type of thing i can also imagine a type of kid who 
loses immediately in the first gym and then goes back and tries the same thing 10 times and keeps losing, gets frustrated and never finishes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so there, there's definitely a balance there. Um, I think it could be as simple as saying, how do you want to play easy, medium, hard? Um, like just, you know, many games do this. It's not new. Just give it, give us a difficulty select. Yeah. Because you know, there's no one way to make a game. People have interact with games very differently um if you can give some amount of utility to the players who know what they're looking for uh that's just got to expand your audience mm-hmm. uh to just to strictly an additional audience by providing that option which is why we have difficulty sliders yep uh related but, uh, to you know what great game doesn't need a difficulty oh wait slider. no no wait no pokemon no. snap <laughs> close parentheses <laughs> So so related <laughs> to related to motivations for playing a game, I I gotta ask what I think we've missed is uh what is what I think is the most important question from this entire conversation, which is who is Tony's favorite Pokemon? Because <laughs> now that you have Pokemon Snap under your belt, I you know, maybe something something changed. Did you learn something? Was there a certain I don't know. Like, what, what, what is, what, what was your, who is now with all the information you have, who is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, would it surprise you to hear that that question never crossed my mind? Uh, would it surprise me, surprisingly? <laughs> um, because that question never crossed my mind. Yeah. I but think is there a Pokemon that you dream of? I, I think that's that you think about. <laughs> No, <laughs> I think that's not a very Pokemon Snap question. Because, th- like, Pokemon Snap, you know, you deal with what's oh. in front of you. If you're playing like a traditional Pokemon game, you might have a favorite because it's like the one that keeps winning you battles or something. Yeah, but it, it's a, I, I don't know. I think it's a Pokemon question. Like if you <laughs> like Pokemon the brands, like surely ah, well, there Tony's is got a you Pokemon. There. He doesn't like that. Yeah, no, well, no. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that you're both I think you're both right. I think that yes. uh, in the <laughs> it, it, in I the would. main I, I agree with Dan <laughs> that in the main game you definitely build more of a relationship to a specific Pokemon because you know this is something I can remember from my experiences playing the main games is uh, that you know that one that you get in the beginning uh, you it it levels up the fastest and it's your most powerful one for a while uh, you know unless you intentionally break that and go and level up other ones. Um, so that, that first one that I got is that that's an effective way of getting me to build a connection to that first one. Uh, because I just, you know, the, the, the game incentivizes me to use it a lot and to keep it on my team. So, uh, so, 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 so that's one thing. And you don't get that at all in snap because that's not, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just not what the game is. Um, you know, at the same time, there's things that are, you know, there's the, you do get to see a lot of different things in snap which is one of the things i like about it you know the the the, the phoenix guy was pretty cool uh the the, the flaming horse uh one was Wait, was also I, pretty cool Fe- oh phoenix uh, uh flaming okay, horse sorry. you said flaming. yeah it's like, it's like oh, a rapidash 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 yeah uh, <laughs> we got we'll, we'll translate uh, for you tony keep going you're doing great i i, I didn't i didn't i didn't learn any names um <laughs> so so the, the game didn't teach you anything got it <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just not good with names in general. Um, you know, even 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 human characters, I'm <laughs> difficulty with that. I've never met anyone who's like, boy, 
I am uniquely talented in the field of remembering people's names. I've oh, never heard anyone that, yeah, claim that. I, I have. That's politicians. What? Yeah. No, politicians, politicians don't know names. They hire people to remember names for them. That's true. I just no, sleep. You're that's right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that I've I've definitely heard people. Yeah, no, people yeah. people are good at it, but people People, people that are good at it just don't talk about it as much because they don't need to because they just remember the names and they don't have to deal with the social awkwardness. So there's no reason to talk about it. It's not real. My, 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 my mom is amazing at that. It's disgusting. Like it's, it's terrible. Mm. She can see somebody she hasn't met in like six years and will remember their name and their children's names. And it's yeah. awful. I hate it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've, I've experienced this. Like I've been around people that have just, you know, just had amazing, like, like name polls, just we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, I'm in a group of people and we're trying to remember somebody's name who we literally haven't talked or uh, seen or thought about in like 12 years. And they're just like, oh yeah, it's it's blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I just I just don't like the, the criminalization of not remembering people's names. Like, can't we all oh, just agree I don't like, that yeah, like, I don't no, one, yeah. <laughs> no one's good at this? We all have no, to agree, but no but, one's but good the, at this. But the problem is there are people that no, are good no, at yeah. this. No, like, that's a lie. It's not true. <laughs> and they don't exist. Now <laughs> I, I have slight slight I know we're getting slightly away from video games for a second, but um <laughs> I've, I've experienced I've experienced the next level of this of this uh phenomenon. Oh and it, it makes me feel so bad because I've never once felt bad about not remembering someone's name. I'm just I'm just like, yeah, I, I forgot. You remind me. What's your name again? But the new thing now that I have a dog is I feel terrible when I forget the dog's name. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, you're so cute. I should remember your name. And like my dog knows and loves you. And you remembered my dog's name. So I'm just I'm just an ass. Like, <laughs> wait, are you talking about remembering your own dog's name or no, someone no, no, else's? No, 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 someone else. Like, like, so, like, okay. there are dogs that, like, my dog that, like, live in our apartment complex that, like, my dog will, will run into all the time, and like, they like to play with God, each other. Yeah. And you know, like, some of them I do remember because we literally see them like every day. But like, there are others. You know, I'll see them once a week or something, and they'll, you know, my dog, my dog has the same problem I have. So like, as someone with red hair, I'm distinctive. I've big red, I've red hair, a big red beard, like. You know, I, I, mm. that that kind of stands out in people's memory. Um, my dog is a great name living in a New York City apartment. That kind of stands out in people's memory. Um, <laughs> so I'm at a disadvantage here when, like, you know, they see a, a how, how many, you know, how many bearded redheads with a great Dane are are walking around versus like uh, how many golden retrievers did I see yesterday? Like, <laughs> you know, I so I so I don't remember all of the names of the dogs that my dog plays with and. I don't really feel bad. Like, it's not that big a deal. I just go like, oh, remind me of your dog's name. But like, I, I kind of feel bad. Like, I, I wish I remembered the dog's name. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Yeah. That's, uh, it's so much harder <laughs> to remember a dog's name. Like, you can't ask them what their name is. <laughs> what are you going to do? Though, Talk like, to a human? I know. God. It's, it's, it's really bad, though. Like, there are, um, <laughs> there there's a couple dogs in our complex that my dog has played with you know, at least once or twice a week since it, since we got her. Um, and I know these dogs well, like I know their names, I know their manners and stuff like that. I could not even tell you the first letter of their owner's name. I don't even think I've asked. <laughs> like, I don't even think they told it to me and I forgot. I don't think I ever knew. It's, it's an, it's an interesting relationship dynamic. <laughs> I just, oh man. But, but do they, do, do the, do the owners know your name? No, I don't think so. I don't, I, I genuinely okay. don't think we've ever introduced each other, like ourselves to each other. 
I think we've just been like, oh, this is my dog, Adina. Oh, this is my dog, uh, Meadow. And great. Now they're playing. Awesome. And that's it. Meadow? That's an actual dog my dog plays with. That's a that's an interesting dog name. It's a, <laughs> it's a little it's a little weird. It's interesting. It's different. Yeah, the dog's a little weird, so it works. <laughs> God. <laughs> Man, I sure hope they're listeners. <laughs> I, I could have gone with her other friend, Buddy, which is the most golden oh, retriever oh, golden okay, retriever you've right, ever met. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> Pokemon Generation 17 level of naming a dog over here. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are, um, uh, maybe, maybe secret weird things that we do. That's unfortunately, that's a reference to another show. I didn't come up with that. That was three episodes ago. What are we talking about this time? I'm looking here at the show notes and I think we have different ideas of how bullet lists work. Oh, do we? (laughs) Oh, no. What I mean by this is, um... I just want to go around the circle and say, if you have a bulleted list uh-huh. and you want to add a new item to the list, do you add it to the bottom or to the top? It depends on the list for me. Ah, the worst answer. <laughs> it is the worst answer. But I, I do need more information before I can answer this question. But I, well, I, that No, that's it. That's That's all the information there is. Well, it's not, right? Because there are... Is it not? Before I can answer your question about bulleted lists, because there is an amount of depends here, <laughs> I need to know what it is you are listing. Right. So the funny thing is, for me, it does not matter. So I'd be interested to uh, in what your criteria is. For me, you always put new items at the bottom of the bulleted list. I would say that's my default also. there, I can I can think of times where that wouldn't be the case, but but you nine times out of ten, that's usually what I'm doing. Okay, so because we read from top to bottom, and you put the newest items at the bottom of the list, right? Because you know that they're new because we read from top to bottom, and so the bottom things are the newest things because that's how English text works. Okay, I just I just saw through the matrix. I understand what's happening here. I have to apologize. I definitely assumed this was a case where I do something I thought was completely normal and natural. And Tony's about to tell me why I'm wrong. And- <laughs> can, can I can I guess? Because I think I know what's happening. Are you? Well, ordering- I just I need to say I need to say that I I I apologize because that's exactly <laughs> what I did, and that is not the case here. So, Dad, what is what is happening? Are you ordering based on what perceived importance? Uh, incorrect. Oh, well, then I have no but, idea. Bef- but but also you're jumping a little ahead. Tony is referring to our mini topics list that mm-hmm. we hide from the world and is for us to use in order to record a podcast with topics. Yeah, because we definitely use that every time. It's our own secret and show doc. Tony, <laughs> uh, you, you uh, started this conversation because? Uh, because under current mini topics, there are new things at the top of the list. And I was like, oh, isn't, isn't that interesting? There are. There are That's new not things. not what I would have thought to do. There are new things at the top of the list. There's and also new things at the bottom of the list because different people added different things. That's... So now the list doesn't have order. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> now, as you said, Tony, we read top to bottom, left to right, in our, in our, as, as is customary for us. Therefore, you add items to the bottom of the list. That's what you said, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Add new items. Add new items. Right. I... <laughs> took it upon myself to add new items to the top of the list 
for the same reason, because we read from top to bottom. Right. And the newest topics of more importance, (sighs) though I did not give them a value, they are merely more current and more hip, let's say. (laughs) I added to the top of the list with the expectation that they would be read from top to bottom. Therefore, if we're going to pick a topic, we want to pick from our list of newer topics before getting to older topics that have rotted away in the hell of large topics lists that podcasts have. Right. So I would argue that that's actually prioritization and not mm-hmm. chronology. Yeah. Because the because the benefit of that system is you see it first, which to me says prioritization. I, I think I said the word priority. I don't think I was arguing for chronology necessarily but i think i think they are correlated here sure in in your in your explanation i guess what you're saying is like the the newer things have higher priority because they're new right right they are the things we are more want to talk about on the podcast therefore they should go at the top of the list because they will be read first and it's so interesting because that's not even how i read bolded lists like oh, my, I, no, I'm not ready for this. No. If I, if I see a bulleted list, are you that is, manga reading? What is this? Well, so it de- it depends on the list. First of all, I w- I will say. Oh. God. So so if it's like at work and someone sends me like a list of hey get these things done, it's a bulleted list. I will start at the top and I'll just read down. But if it's a list like this where it's like, this is a a, a just a catch all for all the ideas we have and. You know, we can pick the order doesn't matter. The timing doesn't matter. Like, just choose something on here at some point. I will look at the bottom first because in my mind, oh, those are the ones we just put on there. So let's see what's right. let's see what's there first. I completely agree with you. And I want to build on that and say, if you have a list where the thing at the top is the most important, we have a different mechanic for that. <laughs> it's called a numbered list. Yep. Where number one at the top is the most important. And it's a descending list of priority. But that's not the case for bulleted lists, because the most important thing's on the bottom. Now I'm just waiting on Alex to say that when he numbers lists, the bigger numbers are more important. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. As much as I would love to make that argument. Actually, that's uh, no, I won't tangent. I refuse. Um, <laughs> you so, but but you are admitting to self-correcting. By reading from the bottom. You would not typically read from the bottom. You typically read from the top, but you are correcting because you believe the items that are most current to be added to the bottom. Therefore, you are correcting what you would normally do. Yes. I, I wouldn't so. describe that as correcting what you'd normally do. I'm not reading well, the changing, list from change, bottom to top. Mm-hmm. I, I read it from top. I still read it from top to bottom. Okay. But the most important things are on the bottom, unlike a numbered list where I read it from top to bottom and the most important things are on the top. Yeah, so, I guess I, I would. Ref- I, yeah, let me I'm going to agree with that, actually. Yeah, I guess I don't literally start at the bottom, but I do in my head understand that the, the newer things are at the bottom. So I'm perfectly content making this a numbered list. Uh, this is just the same list we've been using since the beginning, and it's had bullet points forever. <laughs> I, I'm totally for that. So right. <laughs> it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to make this a numbered list because oh no. The, yeah. Well because like if certain things are more important than others and they have to be read first, there are there are ways to do that in a bolded list. You can just bold them or underline them or italicize them or something or all three. Um but mostly in in this list the way we use the bullets 
doesn't actually matter. Like I can pick something from the middle of the list and it works just as well as something at the end of the list. That's right. usually. Well, yeah. well, usually well, I say I, I'm, usually. Gonna... I'm, I'm looking at the one that you added at the top of the list and I understand why that is time sensitive. But usually, ninety nine percent of the time, right? There, are, there can be time sensitive things um, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, like if we look down the list, um, we have uh, let's uh, let's take let's take Hitman Blood Money. I think that's a good example of something that we could touch on. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen it, so it's a little less topical. But I feel like we could kind of have a broad opinion base here. Uh, as opposed to something uh, like we go down the list a little further, and then you have uh, uh, V, 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 uh, which is a platformer game that I played and beat and haven't played it in many weeks and don't have a lot of opinions. I'm also the only one with opinions because I believe neither of you have ever played this game ever or <laughs> know basically anything about it. I listened to the soundtrack a number of times, but that's a different. Sure, yeah, <laughs> depends yeah. on if we're going down that topic. Or right, not. that that is a conversation. <laughs> but there, but all of a sudden, like priorities are forming, and like there's also you go down the list and you see D and D, which just magically changed from yeah. D and D, which because, is amazing. because somebody wrote D the letter N D, <laughs> which I which I I'm right. well aware I'm well aware that this is a very common abbreviation. I also think it, it makes right. zero sense. Right. I, think, I think it's, it's a perfect abbreviation that's strictly clear incorrect. and unquestionable. <laughs> but the important actually incorrect. But the important thing is that that Dindy is a topic that we've covered before, and therefore is of a lesser priority. Perhaps than topics we haven't covered before. <laughs> then it should come off the list, <laughs> right? And it should come off the list, but it hasn't because we don't really have a formal system of prioritization or taking things off this list, right? No, the the key to this the the key to this is that we've never talked about this. That's why it is the way it is. <laughs> we've literally never talked about this right this is just a business meeting if anyone's uh, listening please <laughs> please don't mind us just sorting out a few fine details of the functions of pixel noise thank you for your time and patience. I, I, I think we need to insert a flashback from like 20 episodes ago when we talked about how when you work together long enough you come up with a shorthand of communication right exactly right. and this is how it happens these conversations right. right now is ha it's I mean, happening in real time or it's an example of how it doesn't happen sometimes i think is also possible because as we've learned this list has new items at both the top and the bottom of the list which i think we all agree is helping no one right, now. right. right. like i just want to be clear about that i did bring this up uh not to say that it's this egregious issue that has to be fixed i just think it's i just think it's funny well well you brought it up because it potentially you the way you asked it was it was potentially going to highlight or reveal something about the way we function. Right. And that's what it didn't hoping. reveal that. It revealed a bunch of other crap. <laughs> but I think it was still an effective conversation for us going forward. Well, we didn't settle anything. So I'm going to keep putting no, stuff at the bottom. No, we didn't settle anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so will I. All right. Let's let's settle this once and for all. Maybe I, I, have, I have a solution. I have a solution. Oh, ah, damn it. Here, here we go. Here we go. Um, right. Alex, your stuff is in red. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh no! Hmm. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn this here. This is all bad. <laughs> I like the color red. It's my favorite color. But you know, you put something red on like a text document. It's, it's, it's eye catching. We know it screams error. It's error. It screams fix this. Okay, <laughs> and I don't okay. know I can, how I feel about I can, being I can that fix one. this. It's now highlighted oh, God, yellow. He highlighted it yellow. <laughs> oh my it's God! Highlighted and red. <laughs> oh, no one likes this option. Oh, but my God. but but it does tell you that this is high priority. Look at this first. No, it <laughs> tells me that we're. No, it does not tell me that. I'll be honest with you. I. It, it tells me I don't want to look at this screen anymore. That's what I'm getting out of this. Podcast listeners, if you enjoy us talking about text documents that you can't see, you can you can get more of this on our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/pixelnoisefm for just three or five dollars, you can support the show. And you can hear the completely uncut version of this show. After <laughs> the great part is that this... even our Patreon subscribers can't see this. Hours of additional garbage are are only five dollars away for you. Only five dollars away for you. All right, we have two options. We have two options here. <laughs> we I I I want a lightning round. A bunch of topics on this list, like literally thirty seconds straight through. Yep, and just take them off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we 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 also would be remiss to not talk about the newly highlighted, written in red topic at the top of the topic list that Dad is just <laughs> highlighting for us. We should probably talk about that. We yeah. should probably talk about that. Would you like to talk about the topic at the top of the topic list? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> top of the top of the topic list. <laughs> You're listening to Pixel Noise. Uh, we'll give you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Uh, <laughs> Record scratch. Insert post edit. <laughs> It's 8 a.m. and you're listening to 107.9. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I hope that's a real channel. Uh, it is. So uh, I did a fundraiser on fundraiser. Pixel Noise. Uh, fundraiser. Yeah, we did a charity stream uh, with fre- frequent viewer of the channel and uh, frequent uh, 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 sister of my partner. Uh, known as Gina I want to point out as well. And Cologne. Uh, Gina was doing this fundraiser for uh, a LGBTQ plus center in the Mid-Hudson Valley in New York State uh, called the Newburgh LGBTQ plus center. And... They need to raise money for they need to raise money for a number of things. They want to do a pride caravan in uh, for for Pride Month, and they want to be able to pay the people that are um, you know doing the heavy lifting and organizing that event and and getting people together. Um, they have a they, they have a COVID nineteen queer relief fund where they uh, solicit donations and uh, people in the community who need help during these challenging times. They um they 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 give out grants and help them out, uh and there's uh, there's all kinds of uh, cool thing they do to um support folks in the in the community, and uh, Gina was doing this fundraiser and she was getting uh deliciously close to her goal I will say, and I was hoping we could uh, get it even closer to pushing it over the edge and we so uh so we did charity stream we played some we we planned on playing three games. Uh, the first game uh, took 
Uh, th- this was Friday, uh, May twenty eighth, by the way. Just to <laughs> just to date how far back in the <laughs> exactly how far back in the backlog uh, when when you're listening to this. And and I think I think the stream was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of success. I was I was playing games and uh, uh, Gina was commentating. I I definitely offered if she wanted to uh, if wanted to play things co op or she wanted to play along. But this was her first ever stream as well mm-hmm. and so she was like yeah you know i'd rather uh rather not and i'm like that's that's fine too we we had a great time we were gonna play three games yeah, i was gonna say we we're gonna play three games we ended up playing two because the first game ended up being a lot longer than i thought it would be um turns out if you're playing uh traditional style rpgs where you have to read all the text and you're reading it out loud on a stream slows it down a bit (laughs) it might take make the game take more than twice as long as how long to beat.com says so uh (laughs) so um so uh so so yeah we we played newfound courage uh which uh, I, i had a lot of fun playing uh we had a lot of fun voice acting um, it's too bad the writing of the game was not very good. Oh no. <laughs> I think we can agree. Uh it was actually uh yeah, it was yeah, it was a thing. We we got to, we we definitely got to the end of it. Um and then we played Steven Universe Unleash the Light, uh which was a lot of fun. Um which is uh, more of a combat RPG that I was being told by multiple people in the audience is uh, very similar to uh, Super Mario RPG, which apparently is oh, no. more famous than Steven Universe Unleash the Light, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I don't understand. But uh, apparently, oh, no. <laughs> apparently it was similar to that game. And uh, I enjoyed the Steven Universe game quite a lot. I found it. I found the gameplay core gameplay loop very fun. Um, they had a lot of the original show voice actors in it, which was very satisfying because it was, there was voice acting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the animation was very good. Transitions in and out of combat were very smooth. Uh, and, uh, it was, traversal was very like, you know, I have nothing but basically nothing but good things to say about that game. Um, and we were going to play coffee talk, which is a game I played before and really enjoyed. Um, but we unfortunately ran out of time because it was a seven hour stream. I can't believe you enjoyed a turn-based RPG. I cannot uh, me believe neither. I just heard that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I might be slowly developing more, uh, not just appreciation, but actual enjoyments for them for for certain ones. Wow. This may have started when we played a little bit of Final Fantasy X. I uh, oh. definitely oh. enjoyed that game a lot more as an adult playing just just a little bit of. I know it's a really long game. I played just a tiny piece of it, just four hours of it, which of that game is a tiny, tiny piece. Yeah, um, and and found it enjoyable. Uh, but but yeah, this is you know this is a much 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 simpler uh, turn based RPG. Um, but there were a lot of it, it was it was fun. You know, I felt successful. Um, you know, uh, somebody in the audience was saying that, uh, that, that Lapis Lazuli was OP. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. This is fun. I, I, I enjoy playing her. I did eventually swap her out because, uh, I was like, all right, well, well, let me try playing with a non, uh, you know, OP character. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun collecting stuff. And, and it was, it was a great, it was a great TV show tie-in game because, you get right. all the little rewards as you go through of like, oh, there's this item. Oh, there's this character. Oh, you know, I have these because that's such a character driven show and I have such positive associations with it. And I, mm. um, you know, uh, and, and all the different. So all the different like characters and objects 
uh, you know, were all nothing but good feelings uh, for for me and for for Gina, I believe. Yeah, and when you can absorb content for like you know a show or a game that you like in a new interesting way it's very rewarding to see it in that context i i'm really i'm looking forward to steven universe snap i heard will be the next <laughs> thing it's gonna, it's gonna uh, really change the uh, change the tune here <laughs> you know the the other thing i was thinking about the uh about the steven universe game was uh it's it's uh it's available on steam it's also available on mobile and as I was playing it, I was like, "Oh man, this is a this is a great mobile game. Uh, you can jump in and out very quickly." Oh, it's on mobile. Yeah, yeah, it's actually oh, available cool. on mobile. And um, the the controls as you're controlling it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is designed to be played with touch controls, obviously." And I'm playing it with a mouse, and and that's fine. It actually they 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 transition. Sometimes that can be really rough, but like now this game transitioned it pretty well. But uh. I'm just like, yeah, now I don't know what to do because I'm like, this is not, I do like this game, but it's not the kind of game that I want to sit down at my big PC and play probably. Right. Um, so I don't know how much I'll play it in the future, but I also, I also spent like 20, 25 bucks on it. And I'm like, I don't want to buy it again on my phone. <laughs> I'm sure it's the other funny thing is I'm sure it doesn't cost that much on the phone because I can't imagine they're selling a game for that much on, on the app store. So, uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I don't know how much it is on the app store or if it's a different model, if it's like free to play or something. Well, the, the last thing that we're going to add here is that the fundraiser that Gina is doing for the Newburg, the Newborg center, uh, is still running. And if you want to support and contribute, uh, you can still go to tinyurl.com slash Gina Four, that's the number four. Gina Four Newberg Center. Newberg is spelled N E W, like the word new, and B U R G H Newberg Center. So tinyurl.com slash Gina Four Newberg Center to contribute. Right. Uh, to contribute, uh, there will be a link in the show notes. It's running until June 11th, so um, we do say that. We would have to get this episode out in record time uh, for Hell you to be yeah. able to hear it before it's closed. Hell yeah. So, uh, so, so the task has been set. We'll see if we can do it. <laughs> There's only 13 days left. From the recording of this podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how many days we release the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's only 13 days left from the day we're recording, uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But there are lots of links that have been posted in the Discord. Um, and uh, I, I, I imagine we'll continue to keep signal boosting it as it gets closer. So link to the Discord as well if you want to find out about uh, cool projects like this in the future. Lightning rounds, Final Fantasy X. Tony, did you like it? <laughs> uh, yep, the little bit that I played of it. Dan, do you know anything about it? Uh, just that I don't really like Final Fantasy. Hell yeah. Final Fantasy X is a game that I grew up with and I'm very excited to keep watching Tony play it. Next, Pikmin 2. What do you guys know about Pikmin 2? Nothing. Uh, I I watched you play it once, <laughs> I think years ago, oh, really? and I was like, oh, this is kind of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god, these these Pikmin games, you have to. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, it's it's a it's another Nintendo game. <laughs> I was I was really excited to play Pikmin too because again, it's another game that I played a lot when I was growing up, and I can file it under I don't like it as much as an adult. But uh, there's, you know, the thing that stood out to me was it made waiting interesting because there's a lot of the game where you throw Pikmin at objects and they carry those objects to your ship, um, and while they're carrying them, it's kind of cute, but you don't do anything <laughs> but wait 
uh, for them to carry it. And it takes time. And it didn't bother me at all, which was wild. So that's the first. So, you know, good on them for figuring out at least how to make waiting fun. Um, let's, uh, 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 let's do Biomutants. Uh, we'll probably, what do, what do we got to say about Biomutants? Uh, Tony, did that, you play it? No. Okay. That Dan. Was um, I, I don't know if this is a lightning round. I have some thoughts on this one, but, uh, All right, lay, go lay it on. We can come back to it. Um, but good game. I like it. Uh, highly Ooh. recommend. Um, I, I've been playing it pretty, uh, pretty consistently for the past since it since it came out which i think was four days ago or something like that something like that yeah um but i've I've played it pretty much every day and it's it's pretty good um it's it's very interesting they've done they've done some stuff that i haven't seen before what kind Um, of game is it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i was Uh it it popped into my head and i was resisting saying it (laughs) i'm glad you said it first (laughs) i'm gonna go with rpg in the most general sense uh, okay. Um, uh, so the last of us. RPG. <laughs> yeah. So like, if I had to, if I had to like categorize it in terms of like, if you like this game, you might like other games. Um, I would say it's kind of. It reminds me of kind of a mix between. And I'm coming off the top of my head here, but uh, kind of a mix between Horizon, D and D, <laughs> and <laughs> The Last of Us. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it it like I said it's it's interesting they've done some some, uh, it some weird like stuff I haven't true. seen before right like it's right up my alley oh my um, god I say and I'll I'll say why I say those things so Horizon the reason I I think of Horizon is because of like the environment you're in um the the environment is very similar to Horizon in that it it seems to be set in a future Earth after some sort of devastating thing although I don't really know what happened yet uh, although they've hinted that it's some sort of corporation that like polluted the environment. Uh, the reason I say D&D is immediately obvious to anybody who opens up this game and goes through the character select. And, like, you know, you can... It says inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing... Uh, the, the, the type of... The class of character I'm playing in the game is called a Psy... Uh, P, PSI Psy Freak. Uh, but it's essentially a wizard. Um, and you can play something that's essentially a fighter and essentially a rogue and essentially, yeah, like it's, it's basically the characters are all D and D archetypes. Basically. Is this a patch of cyberpunk? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Okay. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Um, but, uh, and you know, you have different stats that are basically the same as D and D. Like you can upgrade your intelligence and your charisma and things like this. There's some different stuff, but like they all, they all basically, do the same thing as D D stats and but it's not turn-based it's not turn-based definitely not uh something that i've that i i really like that they did in terms of how the, oh and sorry the last game i said that was that it was like is sort of like the last of us and the reason i say that is because there's a lot of um exploration and just like finding different things and some things are totally inconsequential to the gameplay and give you just some more story stuff similar to like how how the last of us does that which i really uh, appreciate this game though is all of those things but also very silly and it doesn't take itself very seriously oh interesting so like one thing that i thought was very interesting uh and you'll see how this connects in a second is that none of the so like while there there are characters that you meet and npcs you meet that are that you talk to and have conversations there are there are no actual words being said. It's it's sort of like uh, sim speak, where like they're saying sounds, <laughs> but like you don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. And 
the the way you find out the way you figure out what they're saying is there's this like british narrator that comes on and it's like he says this thing and like he tells you what the translation is okay. um which which i hadn't seen before and i thought that was very interesting um but it's it's the what what's like sort of silly about this too is a lot of the uh so you play uh some uh animal you don't really know what type of animal it is but uh it's an intelligent animal you're you're you, it's just like you're playing a human in another game but um because these animals have evolved through like radiation and like civilization has been destroyed and humans aren't around and things like that um the some of the words they've come up with are a little interesting <laughs> like for at one point you find a uh washing machine like for clothes and the narrator goes never thought i'd see a clothes soaker from the long gone again it's an up cleaner of unwash and I'm like, it's what? just so weird. So a clothes soaker, obviously you sew clothes in it from the long gone, from when it was invented, from when humans were around. Up cleaner is a oh. word that they use to like mean you're you're cleaning it up. Uh, and it's an up cleaner of unwashed. So it cleans up the things that are not washed yet. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, it, it's it, and, and you get you get the hang of it. Like, like it's not hard to understand, uh, but it's just very interesting to see. uh the the words and phrases they come up with um and other things that are just kind of silly like the first boss that if you lose to the first tutorial boss which i did um at the beginning you lose or maybe it wasn't the first tutorial boss but there's one boss that if you lose to uh you, you the way that it kills you is it sits on you and you get stuck in its asshole. um so that I'm sorry, was say that, that one happened. more time i i wasn't listening what'd you say i'm sorry the boss sits on you and you get stuck in its soul and i presumably suffocate that's how that boss kills you <laughs> nasty way to go <laughs> yeah so so like i said it's a very silly game you know you there was like a lot of information there and i was like trying to like follow along and kind of get i know nothing about this game and then i just heard the word hole throw it in there yep. i was like whoa 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 hold the hold the phone here yeah it's not what i was expecting when i got into this game i i wasn't anticipating it to be like actually a kind of silly game while still dealing with some some heavy themes but like you know still not being super dark um it's but they did a really good job with it there's also a very red dead style um morality meter where you can like have a light or a dark or aura um which i thought which i find interesting i don't know how that affects the game so much yet but uh but I, I thought that was cool um the puzzles i really like the puzzles but they're very easy that's my only criticism of them uh but the puzzles are are cool i i just wish they were a little bit harder okay uh, but they uh, usually involve like turning some switches or like assembling wires in a certain way usually they're around like uh, getting some sort of old machine restarted or a door unlocked or something, but usually they're pretty straightforward. Uh, and I, I just wish they would get a little bit harder, but they're, but they're good puzzles, I think. But yeah, the game is, the game is pretty cool. The character select is very interesting. Even if you don't want to play the game, I, I would recommend you just go through the character select just to sort of <laughs> see what it's like. Cause you, you can choose, this is where I, you know, I said anybody who goes through the character select, will see how it's related to D and D. Like you, you start out by choosing a race, um, and then you choose your class. Um, but like, and you know, they have different stats just like they do in D and D, but you can also select like the coloring, which has no actual effect. It just, you know, uh, flavor. Um, and when, when you say pick a character, do you mean create a character or are they yes. like, okay, you're creating a character. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And there's like a bunch of variation in combat also, like, you know, you can choose to fight with, uh, what I'm going to call magic. I forget what they call it, but it's, but it's essentially magic. Um, or you can shoot with guns or you have sword, not swords, but like, uh, melee weapons. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of variation. And I think it's a game that if, if, if you like this sort of RPG, like there's a lot in here for everybody. So, would you say this game is better or worse than Buttered Toast? Um, it's tough. Buttered Toast is really good. I know. Um, <laughs> but if there's a competition here, I mean, that's promising. Uh, I guess I'm going to say better because I like Buttered Toast with wow. breakfast. But, like, it's a breakfast food for me. But I can play Biomutant <laughs> at any point. I can play Biomutant any time of day. <laughs> it's a very good point. It's a very good <laughs> point. Well, I all guess right. this, you know, this this all sounds like stuff I would like. Um, maybe sure I should does. check this out. Uh, I was just trying to, as you were talking, I was trying to look it up. I guess there was, it says it's available on PS5, but I guess through backwards compatibility, I can't find a, a PS5 release of it. Yeah, I also have a PS4 version of it. Um, I, I don't think there's a PS5 version of it. I think it's okay. only a PS4 game that you can play on a PS5. Um, but honestly, it's a good PS4 game. Like it, it, it feels, it almost feels more like a PS5 right. game than some of the PS5 games. Yeah. I've played. Th there's also a windows version. So I'd, I'd play it there. Although I'm also, <laughs> I guess steam is down. I can't load anything from steam right now. It's just kind of, I fun. can answer, I can answer your question. Uh, there will be a PlayStation five and, uh, Xbox series stuff, uh, releasing later. Those are not out yet. But Fine. the PS5 can play the PS4 copy. Right? Yeah, I will say before before it sounds like I'm a different person. And I have nothing negative to say. There there are two criticisms I have of the game. Um, one is that combat is a little um, uh, what's the word like clunky? I guess it feels slow. Like it like it doesn't feel like oh, you can no. react as fast a as blemish. you want to. Yeah, uh, you know, I it, it bugged me at first. I've gotten over it. It's not like terrible but it's I, I do wish it was a little more reactive it, it it it's just it feels like they're intentionally slowing me down um and the other thing is that some of the menu things that you can do are overly complicated and i just have kind of given up um like there's a lot you can do in the menus with like crafting and different types of weapons and different actions and things that you have to unlock and it's 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 just really complicated uh so that's that's my main issue with the game like if i could change one thing it would be like dumb down the menus a little bit <laughs> well that's interesting i mean you know i i find menu design very interesting and uh the the purpose of a menu i feel like should be to help facilitate what you're trying to do with the menu and so if the, the menu's getting in the way of that then that's not that's not necessarily a good thing and next on our list of this lightning round, we have Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Dot, dot, dot. Well, which, so. Which we both played. <laughs> I also played. Which, yeah, which we both played. This is probably. And Dan played it too. Mm -hmm. Wait, Dan played it? Yeah. This is this is more of a topic than a lightning round, as it turns Whoa, out. Oh, um, I wasn't ready for that. Also, I, have we not talked? I guess we haven't talked about this. No, we haven't. I don't think we've mentioned it once. <sighs> Shoot. Uh, I think it's a great remaster. I think it's a great remaster on a lot of different ways. It has a lot of uh, quality of life. and It's the same, uh, in my opinion, great game, but uh, just with a lot of quality of life improvements. 
they brought in the uh, they brought in the uh, the new sound engine that they wrote for the sequel game for Nier Automata, and uh, brought it into this one. You know, so as you're moving around the world, there's like different layers of audio that are being added in and uh, taken out, and I thought that was a really nice thing. Uh, you move very fast in the new game. The frame rate's really high, and the mm-hmm. resolution's really high, and it's just like really, really sad. I was playing it on PC, and that was like really satisfying. Saving is so fast <laughs> uh, because uh, you know you have to save at save points, and you want to save all the time because there's no auto save because there's no auto save, and the the, the no sequel makes save. a bigger deal out of that, and they didn't make a, as big a deal in the remaster of this game, uh, so I guess they they wanted to keep that choice the same, but um, but yeah, I've I've been enjoying playing through it a lot, and it's been and it's funny, it's been an exploration I think in the limits of like what I'm going to feel nostalgia for because I played the ori- I played the game for the first time, the original PS3 version, like six or seven months ago, like something like that. And then going back to this, I was like, ah, oh, you know, like I feel back. I'm like, I feel like I'm going back to this old friends of a, of a game when it really wasn't that long ago, but I guess maybe like half a year is like the minimum threshold on that feeling for me of walking away from something and coming back to it. I don't know. It's just a theory, <laughs> a game theory. Ooh. Oh God. I'm not going to get that taste. out of <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I could, I could offer I, I I would offer my thoughts. I really want to know what Dan thinks though. Yeah, I don't have a lot or to does say. Does Dan want to know what I think? Uh, you can go last because I don't have a lot to say about this. Um I didn't enjoy it. Uh I played for about fifteen minutes and then stopped. Oh, that is less than I did. Yeah, it, it was it's not my type of game. As soon as I saw Square Enix come up, I was like, oh, oh shit, I'm not gonna like this. Um oh, God. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Square Enix game. Uh, you know, I'd have to look through their catalog to make sure about Challenge that. Challenge accepted. But uh, yeah, it just it didn't do anything for me. It's the I w- I was immediately put off by the uh the, the speed at which you level up at the beginning. That was that just left like a bad taste in my mouth for some reason. Oh man! Like I was like level twenty, and I was like, I think I'm still in the tutorial. What what's happening it's, here? <laughs> it's not. It's it's not real. I'm just gonna spoil it for you because you're obviously not gonna well, play this game. Well, we don't need Got to spoil it. anything. You Got just, it. Dan, Dan's a big dumb dumb. Yep. And did it obviously gave the game 15 minutes and is making that was judgment. That on was not my only complaint. That was not my only complaint. Um, I, maybe I would have less complaints if I knew more about this this franchise. Yeah, it's definitely it's a weird, weird, weird game. And you have to go into it. it. The only way to enjoy it, I think, is you have to go into it with the mindset of, I'm not going to understand everything that's going on. But if I go along for the ride, it will be rewarding. Because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't pay off until you've like been with it for a long time. We've talked about that. That has positives and negatives. Yeah. And, and some of my complaints are... Actually, I would say almost all of my complaints are rooted in, I, I guess, realism again. Um and like there were certain things that i didn't understand how they could happen and it just kept bugging me like um for example the character right. i'm playing at least looked human to me i don't know if he actually was human based on the game but looked human so i assumed was human and yet could like hang out in the air for like 15 attacks and i didn't understand why oh no um <laughs> and and you know maybe that's I, explained i mean have you well I mean, beat 'em up games are a thing that exists, and I don't like those. Uh, but either. also, <laughs> but but also that, but also yes, whether that character is human or not is uh, a big crux of the okay. future story. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just 
there's just a lot about the mechanics of the game that I didn't like at all. Right. It gave you a bad first impression. Yeah. It, it that like I said before earlier in this episode where like that's what I care about most is like I can pretty much tell if I'm going to like a game based on what movement and combat are like um because i can get past a lot of other stuff i can get past bad storylines i can get past bad characters but like the mechanics are what i really care about because that's what i'm spending the most time engaging with um and this game just it didn't didn't do anything for me in that area i need to ask can you tell me the last like what did the last frame that you saw look like like where exactly did you turn off the game uh, i finished all of those waves and waves of enemies at the beginning and i had gone back in to where that other person was i forget what the relation to the character is fine and i think i ended around there okay so you ended in that like gas station room or whatever it oh is. Wait, wait 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 tell me if i'm remembering the wrong game at this point because i do remember something else but i'm i can't remember if it was from this game um uh, oh, do you go to a place? Oh, no, I do remember. It was this game. So I remember I woke up after that and I'm in like, a, I went to like a library. Um, yep. Yeah. This game. Oh, hey. And then I went, I went exploring a whole bunch. Right. And yeah, I couldn't game. figure out where to go. And that's when I quit. Right. Because I was getting frustrated that's because I was game. like, I don't okay. particularly <laughs> like this game and I can't figure out where to go. So I'm not going to spend that much time trying to figure it out. Right. Um, I okay. went exploring. Okay. I found like a little junkyard area, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was like a broken bridge and I, f I couldn't, right. but there was like a quest okay. marker and I couldn't figure out how to get to the quest marker. There was no clear path that I could find. Um, and that was when I put it down. Okay. So that, that that's much more helpful, I think, because I think that much more time does give more helpful context. Um, but, you know, that said, uh, my experience with the, with playing the game is not too dissimilar from yours. Uh, I had... Uh, uh, that's not true. I watched Tony play the entire original game, so I went into playing the remake with that. And I enjoyed watching playing the uh, Tony playing the original game. Uh, I did not end up enjoying playing the remake. Um, for reasons that I'm, I'm trying to pull from my memory right now, and it's a little loose in my head. Uh, but I basically just didn't enjoy the the i guess the model that rpgs use of being told what to do by characters i don't really like and uh, i and just didn't feel invested in the characters which i guess is surprising cuz i do think the story is very uh interesting and a lot of the ways that the story is told i think is very well done um uh, but playing it myself i just didn't i didn't get there with the combination of i guess certain characters and enjoying the mechanics i guess um i played it for about uh three hours and had no motivation to ever pick it up ever again which is a shame because i was kind of looking forward to uh playing my first near game because i know a lot of people that like it but uh alas i did not get there within the first three hours yeah. <laughs> uh the 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 game is very good but it's on <laughs> on the whole on the whole uh this game does not do any favors to get you involved in it from the beginning of the game um and that is uh just uh that's 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 just a fact of of how it's made i suppose um so yeah if you're if you're going in and you're ev evaluating as most people are going into games for sure if you're going in and thinking like uh you know if i don't like the first 
you know, a couple hours of this, then I'm not going to continue it. Then you're, you're, you're never going to see all the very interesting and satisfying, surprising and revolutionary things that, that the game does, which is unfortunate. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a different, it's a different philosophy of, of making a game from most modern games, I think, you know, and the thing is, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, oh, you should, you know, you have to devote like hours and hours of your time if you're not sure you're going to like it, or if you, if you're pretty sure that you're not going to like it. But, um, I, what I can say is that the game continues to be surprising and it does do some very interest, uh, just very interesting things. I do think that this game in particular uh, was more successful at the time that it came out. The original game it was came out in like 2010 ish, uh, I think. And Tony, you made a comment that I thought was really cool when you played the remake more recently. Uh, not the remake, played the original game, but like last year. You said that if you had grown up with this game, if you had played it at that time, like knowing yourself at that point in time, it could have been your favorite game of all time at that point, like in a pre-Last of Us world. That you, I think I remember. I don't know if you remember saying that, but is that? Do you think you would? Re, you do you agree with that statement now? Still? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that it's hard to say, but it uh, obviously it certainly is would be a contender. Yeah. Well, we gave it a shot, and I'm proud of us for trying. <laughs> Good job, us. Thanks, Dad, for joining me on that journey. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I'd have to look. Like I said, I'd have to look back at Square Enix games, but I, I don't think I've ever liked any of them. And I think it's it's just it's just how they. Oh, that's an interesting topic for another day. <laughs> right. You, you, the other the other thing that's not helping you is you're going in with this incredibly strong negative bias that's just uh, surprising to me. <laughs> I mean, th that's easily fixable if they just made a good game. Uh, um, oh, God. <laughs> wow. Oh, easily. Easily. Easily fixable. I want to hear see you make a good so, game. <laughs> list of Square Enix games. So I'm, I'm going to look at this oh, and see no. if there's any. Oh, we're doing this now. Oh, no, yeah, no. We're, we're not doing this round now. Round out the episode with shitting on Square Enix. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, doesn't look like it. I didn't like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that's a bit, another big, big one. Why are we doing this now? I didn't either. <laughs> Um, didn't like Dragon Quest. You played Dragon Quest? Uh, probably about as much as I played Nier. <laughs> <laughs> so you, no, so no, you didn't play Dragon Quest. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not seeing a single game on this list that I, I actually enjoyed. Have you, have you played Final Fantasy Tactics? I don't know. I played a Final Fantasy game at one point, and I, I gave it a shot. I played it for like a couple hours because so many people liked tactics it. Tactics is different. <laughs> How is tactics different? And even Final Fantasy games are different from each other. Yeah, but they all have like the same style and gameplay. Oh, they're so... Oh my. Don't they? I'm assuming. I don't know. Not gameplay. Not gameplay. <laughs> they have the same aesthetic. Like They're not in the same world, but the worlds kind of follow the same rules, I guess, uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't think there's a single Square Enix game. But but there oh, there are God different there are different games in that series, right? That are like com mm -hmm. completely different um, mechanically. They're just like different styles of game. Yeah, yeah, they've changed. They're all RPGs, but you know we've had that conversation before. <laughs> well, but everything's RPG, so <laughs> I'm content. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, you didn't you didn't like the Life is Strange games, Dan? Oh, is that Ooh. Square Enix? I didn't see that on the list. Pretty sure it was. 
Man, now I have to look this up. Uh, the, the, yep. Definitely the first one is. The first one is, and the new one that's coming out is going to be. So I will say that I didn't... So I appreciated the Life is Strange games. Let's put Ooh. it that way. Mm. Um, oh, right, I d- right, right in the throat. Ugh. I I didn't like them per se. Like I I'm not like I'm not playing them by myself. I'm not buying them, but like I enjoyed watching like Tony play them and I appreciated them for what they were. I thought they did very well for what it was, but it's not my type of game that I normally like, no. There you go. Yep. <laughs> they have a new one coming out. I'm excited for it. Oh god. <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's like I appreciate it. I'm excited to see what's in it also. But I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to watch you play it on stream or wait for you to talk about it or something. Oh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash FM. There it is. I sure, I sure hope we're going to stream it. But we'll see. 